Good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Napa Valley College special meeting of the Board of Trustees this day, Thursday, September 15th, 2016. Roll call, please. Amy Martinson? Here. Dan DeGardi? Here. Joanne Busenbark? Kyle Iverson? Here. Marianne Mancuso? Here. Michael Baldini? Here. Rafael Rios? Here. Kelsey Hadfield? Thank you very much. Kyle, will you lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, please? Thank you, Kyle. 1.3, adoption of the agenda. Um, it's on the board that the uh, agenda be uh, adopted as presented. Item 2, public comment, special meeting. At this time, the board will devote a total of up to 15 minutes for comments to the Board of Trustees regarding the subject matter of this meeting over which the board has jurisdiction. Individuals will be limited to a five-minute presentation. And at this time, I will ask Carolee regarding speaker cards, and is there anyone in attendance regarding their intent to speak on any item on this agenda? Uh, seeing none, uh, I close the public comment section. And move to the action item, item 3, 3.1. Waive the attorney-client privilege. And with us this afternoon is Laura Shulkin, representing Robert, Ebert, Cassidy, and Whitman. Thank you. Do you want me to uh, sort of explain what's going on? You're going to present the, uh, um, what's at hand and implications and so sure. on. Sure. Um, so, uh, as I think you know, both from the agenda and um, uh, the request to make yourselves available on short notice for a special meeting, I got a communication from an investigator in the Napa County District Attorney's Office requesting uh, analysis that he understands I prepared in response to concerns of a trustee that there were uh, violations of the Brown Act at the July and August meetings. Um, that request is a request to waive the attorney-client privilege. It is a request that could only be granted by this board, and that meant um, coming to you for your direction. Um, I conferred with uh, Trustee Baldini over how to do that, and we figured out two things together. One was that we didn't want this to wait until your next regular meeting, which is over a month away and that it would be better to address this early uh, so that the district attorney can move more expeditiously to address this and, um, and wrap this up rather than allowing it to hang out there. And that's why we did a special meeting. And then second was my analysis that there is not a clear exception that would permit my asking you this question in closed session. And without that clarity, I thought that the uh, better approach was to do it in open session, which is where I think the law requires this to happen. Um, a quick reminder, because we are in open session and the board has not acted to waive the attorney-client privilege, this is a limited discussion of what the privilege is, what the effect would be of my communicating with the district attorney, how that would affect the privilege, um, what happens if I, you don't uh, waive the privilege. Uh, but please don't 
bring into the discussion any of the content of the analysis of the letter, uh, which you have all seen, because you have not decided yet whether to waive it. Um, so this is really a more technical discussion about the, the effect of the waiver of the privilege and, um, and any other questions you want to ask me about, about um, providing that analysis to the district attorney. I had just a couple questions. Please, Maria. Um, and I think you've kind of brought them up. One is what happens if we don't approve? And then my second is, if we do approve, does this become a public document? So um, the, uh, the answer to your first question, what would happen if, if you do not uh, grant the waiver, is the district attorney would move forward with his investigation and determination without the benefit of your legal counsel's analysis, uh, because I would, I would not be able to share that. Um, if you uh, grant the uh, waiver as to the letter itself, then the letter becomes a public document. Uh, the law does not recognize in California something called selective waiver. Uh, so we are not permitted to say we are only going to grant the waiver as to the district attorney. Uh, and there are cases where government investigatory bodies have entered into confidentiality agreements with agencies, received their information, and then when the agency has tried to assert the privilege as to others, it's been denied. Uh, and it's been determined that once you share it at all, you share it with the world. Okay? Um, I will say this, because I think it's also responsive to your question. I believe that the, um, that the letter that the district attorney has been made aware of contains um, legal advice that is unrelated to the issues on the Brown Act. There were other governance issues that were discussed and other concerns um, that I don't think relate to what the district attorney is investigating. Um, so if you are inclined to uh, grant a waiver so that the analysis on the Brown Act uh, uh, issues could be shared. Uh, what I would suggest doing, and hearing this up front might help you decide whether to uh, grant the waiver, would be not to uh, release the letter, but instead authorize legal counsel to prepare an independent analysis that is only of the Brown Act issues, consistent with the advice and counsel I already prepared, uh, so that the other matters aren't uh, aren't uh, included, um, and that would be clearly stated as this is a public document, production of which doesn't waive the attorney-client privilege as to privileged advice, um, and is a separate analysis. Um, whether or not disclosing that would then allow the discovery of the letter itself, or at least those portions of the letter relating to the Brown Act is an open question, and it is a possibility. So I don't want you to not be aware of that. But I think, um, I don't think the DA would have any interest in pursuing the, the attorney-client privilege letter. They're just interested in receiving our analysis. I did have a good discussion with the investigator to get an understanding of what he would like to see, what he would find helpful, what the scope of his investigation is, 
Um, it was very collegial, very useful discussion. Um, so he would be interested in any way that uh, you would permit uh, him to have the benefit of your legal counsel's analysis on this is, is sort of what he communicated. So uh, if, uh, if we, as you mentioned, the issues that are in there that are not related to the Brown Act, uh, if you were to, we were to approve an, an analysis that just deals with Brown Act issues, uh, does that, that other piece get dealt with separately, or is it a non-issue in terms of, uh, uh, does that just remains private then? That remains private. It's completely outside the purview of the district attorney. It has to do with, you know, governance. Other, I don't even want to say much more than that yeah. in the mm -hmm. setting, but it, it, it dealt with other, other concerns. So is that two votes or one? I'm sorry? So does that end up one vote or two votes? Is there one vote to waive the client attorney privilege and one vote for the release of the letter? Or I think there's only, I would suggest one action giving me direction on what you're authorizing. Uh, and it could either be, um, there are a range of things you could do. One would be just to say no, we are not going to waive the privilege, in which case that would end any involvement of my or contribution by me to the investigation. Another option would be to just release the letter and waive the privilege completely. Um, I, I've, uh, my opinion on that is that there are components of that letter that are that were solicited with confidence that it would be attorney-client that uh, the DA is not looking for, and I, I would recommend not doing that. Um, you could have the letter released in a redacted form, um, which I'm not sure would provide the level of comprehensive response that you might get if I was able to do a separate letter that was designed for a district attorney rather than for a, a lay board as, as it was initially prepared. Um, so you could, or you could authorize me to do a separate uh, letter um, that establishes what the parameter is of what's being released to protect the letter as much as possible, or at least those portions of the letter not related to the Brown Act. And I think that all could be as a single vote. Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion that we uh, authorize uh, the attorney to uh, uh, and release a letter that she would write that deals only with the Brown Act uh, issues for the district attorney's office. We have another question, two questions on the floor. I guess, I guess it's more of a comment. I, I guess I, I, I feel like it should either be just release the letter or he just does his investigation rather than a, a rewriting um, of the analysis. Um, Either that or just a didacted um, letter. Um, but to just to rewrite the analysis after the fact, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think it should either be release the letter or release it in a didacted form or just let him do his investigation rather than a rewriting of what happened. Raphael? Well, I, I don't think anybody suggested a rewriting of what has happened. The facts are, are the facts, but I, I have a number of concerns that I... Uh, just in general, I'm not for waiving privileges of, of any sort. 
Um, why hasn't the DA done its own analysis if it's got the facts and um, this has been presented to him? Um, why is the investigator asking for hours? That's that's a concern that um, you know if there is something there um, waiving the privilege. There's potential that you know they could say, "Well, you're you're liable. It's right here. You you your attorney has already said you're you're liable." For example, if you hypothetically waiting, speaking, yes, that, of course, because um, you know that's that's what the privilege is for to allow you, uh, you know, individuals and and agencies and whatever groups to you know they have a right to uh, represent themselves and be represented and, and defend themselves and giving someone over a analysis that hypothetically might uh, implicate you, you it, it seems like could be an admission. Uh, so I'm a little concerned that also in the future, whenever we have any disagreement or accusations, that when the public or law enforcement or whoever is uh, informed about it, they're all going to come and ask us to waive the privilege because we've done it before. And I, I'm not making a recommendation. I, I think that's not my role. I, I can give you scenarios and, and risks and, and ways to um, provide the information should you wish to do so in a way that would most protect the privilege. But I'm, I'm, I, I hear your concern, and I think that's a board deliberation. Well, just to make sure that my motion was understood, I'm not talking about rewriting, just deducting, taking out that that is not applied to the Brown Act is what I am, what I was saying. Maybe your. I guess from my understanding of the law is that the the only thing, um, first of all, if we didn't do anything wrong, there shouldn't be anything to hide. And if we did, we want to correct it. And my understanding is that the only thing they can really do is issue a cease and desist letter, which we should want if we're doing something inappropriate, we should want it to be corrected. So I don't think we should have anything to hide. And if we did do something wrong, we should want to correct it. And if we didn't, then there shouldn't be a problem. What presently does the district attorney have to work with? Back to Raphael's. Uh, I'm sorry, Trustee Beldini, I couldn't hear you. What, what does the district attorney's office have to work with at this point? Is, uh, I'm referring I to no Raphael's idea. statement about don't don't they have something to? I have no idea. I mean, it's their investigation. All I know is that they made a request. Uh, I got the impression from the investigator that that's not uncommon. Um, that it might be viewed as a a um, a nod of respect to the district to give the district the opportunity to share the its position through its own legal counsel. Um, yes, Raphael. I I think I would be more in favor of not handing over the letter, but having directing that the, the um, board direct you to prepare another letter without the non-Brown Act 
portions in it uh, that I think would be in response to, to the DA's request. Obviously, it's not changing the underlying facts, but I think certainly the perspective of it would have to be different. Um, you know, as you writing for us and you writing for the district attorney. And that, that would be my suggestion. Yeah, and that's exactly mine. So I um, you want to make it and I'll second it? That's, I'll I, I think that, uh, you know, we're always accused of not being transparent. I think we should be transparent and let the entire document out there. That's just my feeling. I agree with that. I, can I ask for a clarification so I understand um, your um, motion, Trustee Bissenbark? Um, the preparing a letter without changing the facts, that sort of language in there, uh, I, I do think that the letter uh, that was prepared was prepared with a particular audience in mind, which is a lay board um, and as an internal communication um, that was not prepared with the request of a, like a formal opinion letter. Um, I, I would think that if we were, if you were going to ask me to, to prepare something to the district attorney, it would have more of the formality of a public letter and perhaps some additional analysis or detail um, my analysis is what it is. That is not going to change. But there, I, I would see a difference between changing facts and um, providing additional uh, explanation for the analysis that would be appropriate for a public uh, formal opinion letter. That's what I, that was if one of the options. That's what I meant, was okay, what you just I, described. That would be without waiving our privilege? No, we drave our privilege. The the way the um, the law operates is that um, I you would not you would be protecting the privilege as to everything that was in the original letter unrelated to the Brown Act. Um, uh, I, we would assert a privilege over the letter itself as well. Um, even the portions involving the Brown Act, whether that would be upheld is an open question. Um, but I think that the everything in the letter unrelated to the Brown Act would be protected. And the Brown Act piece would be replicated and, and expanded upon in the public letter, so I'm not sure there would be a damage in, um, in that portion coming out if it ever did. I do not think that the a district attorney would pursue it. I think the district attorney has indicated he would be perfectly happy with a separate letter that shared our analysis. Would that be your legal recommendation? You know, I feel uncomfortable recommending on this. I think you've got to decide what you want the, your, to to uh, do in terms of cooperate. Cooperating is the wrong word. Of course, you're going to cooperate in the investigation. Um, but sharing that information or not. Um, my recommendation is if you are going to choose to share the analysis of legal counsel, 
that the better way to do that is in a separate formal letter to the district attorney that is appropriate as a letter to a district attorney in an investigation and not the letter that was intended as a a private letter to a concerned trustee um, uh, which has comments in it and uh, and other things that I don't think are what 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 go out there and to, and to go to Cressy Rios's point and I maybe I should have have said this in the beginning um, and I think it's important to just say this the attorney-client privilege is a sacrosanct privilege um, it is it is one of the strongest public policies in the law because it is that which encourages people to seek the advice and guidance of their counsel and if there is a fear uh, that doing so will cause them to have those counsels um, become public, then they will stop seeking uh, the advice of counsel. Uh, so that's why waiving the privilege is something that is should be done soberly. And I do not think that, it, that the interest in transparency in and of itself is enough to, to trump a... A, an attorney-client privilege, and I don't think that a decision to protect the attorney-client privilege should be interpreted as um, conflicting with a commitment to transparency. So, um, so I, the 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 attorney-client privilege is a, is is a profound thing um, that shouldn't be given up uh, lightly. So, from my clarification and what Trustee Rios and Busenbark had mentioned is waiving the attorney-client privilege with the redacted letter, or? No, I think, no. I, I, that's, Trustee Busenberg, that's actually not what you No, you're right. Said, and I just want to make sure we're clear on our terms. A redacted letter would mean I would just take this, you know, fairly informal, internal letter, the, the way we have our private conversations among ourselves and in guiding this board in the challenging um, you know, governance uh, that you all worked so hard at together, um, all of you, um, and just, you know, taking a Sharpie and taking, that would be redacting. Uh, I'm suggesting that that would not be the most professional way. Can I repeat what I think I, that the, we would waive the attorney? Uh, uh, May I suggest that you not even use the term waive? You simply okay. say you authorize. Author, okay. That, the that, issuance of a public letter, and they, whether that constitutes a waiver or not, is a decision for another day. And we would put in the letter our intention that it not waive. Okay. But that that the content would be professionally, as you would send to a district attorney, based on those issues that uh, are related to the Brown Act violation. Accusation. I'm just, just saying the real question here is what is the right thing to do and what is in the best interest of the board and the college? That's the overall question. And I understand what Marianne had said about transparency. That's for you know public matters. And, and transparency is a good thing. We should be transparent. But we also have business to do. And uh, you're right about the attorney-client privilege. I'd, I'd like to hear more comments before I'm clear on what is the right thing to do. 
I mean, I could support a couple of things. I could support releasing it. Um, I think there's value in being transparent and and cooperating um, with them. Um, I could support redacting if there. I, I'm not really sure what's in there that's not related to the Brown Act, but if there is something redacting that uh, and passing it forward, and then just waiving it all together. But what I don't support is a, a rewriting. Um, of the analysis, I, I don't want to spend any more time on or not time money. I don't think we should spend more money on it. But if we're not going to co- just cooperate, I think they should just do their own investigation. Um, but to spend more money on it and to rewrite it, I, I don't support. I'd support just giving it over like they asked, redacting what com- what's not related to the Brown Act or waiving it. That would be my question, too, is uh, because it's not just our resources financially here. It's also the district attorney's resources and time and money as well. Yeah, right? but the but the gauntlet's already been set. So we're spending money because someone has brought up this as an issue. I would so like, we need to continue and complete the process. So I would like to hear what Trustee Rios, if you you had a motion. Well, there, there's a motion. There's Joanne's motion, but to comment, I was going to make the same comment that uh, Dan uh, just made that spending the money, that's already been started. So it's a little late to to try to pull back on the reins on that. And while in general I would say, no, there's, we're not, I'm against waiving the privilege. And in an effort to um, help this along, and yes, that doesn't mean that I'm against cooperating with the DA. What I'm in favor of doing is what Joanne has clarified that her motion is to have the analysis set out in a new letter with additional explanation if it, if it needs that, uh, not waiving the privilege, just authorizing the district this district's attorney to uh, then present that new new letter to the uh, DA, um, reserving or. Uh, claiming our, our privilege, um, and I understand that that doesn't mean that it will protect our privilege if this goes further, and, you know, there could be disagreement about that, but I'm not in favor of waiving the privilege. And with that, I, I would like to second would, the motion that's on the table. I would support that as well. We're ready for a vote? Could, but before I we vote, Carolee, could you um, read the what the motion is, because there's been a lot of discussion, and I'm, I want to be absolutely clear what the motion is. Can I make one more point, too, before we vote? Well, second the motion, and then we can, we can still have discussion, right? Raphael seconded it. He seconded, so we can still have dis- I have one more point that I want to make as well. What's, what's, okay. I, I believe... The motion was to authorize LCW, our attorney, um, to issue a public letter, which would include uh, her analysis of the pieces of the existing letter that referenced the Brown Act, and to include it is our intent not to waive privilege. Maybe is it something stronger? Are, yeah, I guess when I was talking about the money, I guess what I meant is we, we already paid to have a legal opinion, and we received it. Um, 
that's what they're asking for. They're not asking for an altered version of that or a cleaned up version of that. So I, I feel like it's the integrity of the process. I, I don't agree with rewriting it. We heard that. All right. Just very quickly, I just think that if, uh, if someone believes that, um, that they're not sure what information in that letter was not Brown Act, are we back here again, um, you know, with a disagreement on what is construed as related to Brown Act and what is not? I don't think so. I mean, anything is possible. I think it's it's crystal clear uh, There's what is not Brown Act related in the letter, and it's not complicated. And I, I, I would not expect that to become a dispute. Uh, but if it does, then we would cross that bridge. Right. Uh, I would. I would also say that um, I would not characterize what the board is requesting as a cleaning up or a sanitizing or a rewriting. Um, that I understand is not the direction of the board, but to provide a transparent letter that includes exactly my analysis um, of these issues, but in a more formal uh, letter that's appropriate for district attorney. That's my understanding. It sounds like you you interpret the motion quite accurately. This is a legal, legal question. For the question. While we have the attorney, it's a legal question. So will the DA know that this is not the original letter and that this is a new letter? Well, I, don't it's be stated in there. I, I don't think that's a legal question, Trustee Martinson, but a factual question. I will tell you that I had a conversation with the district attorney today. Uh, I'm sorry, the investigator today. It was and in which he indicated that there are any number of ways in which they would be very happy to receive the legal analysis. It was certainly not his position with me that what he was asking for was the letter and that he invited me to come in and just visit with him and talk to him instead, which is, he said, one of the ways he has handled this. I raised the possibility of a separate letter uh, that was designed to be to the district attorney. He was extremely happy with that as an option as well. Thank you. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, signify by saying no. No. Motion carries. No. Oh, we don't have our uh, push button. Would you like it? We'll call you. You've got it. All right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Our business this evening is complete. Thank you very much for all attending on, on uh, this meeting. I hereby adjourn the meeting. <laughs>